turn to 9, but I'm going to read only the first three verses. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 9, but I'll read only verses 1 to 3. Joshua chapter 1, if you are there, shout hallelujah. Joshua chapter 1. Amen. I read. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all these people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, this morning, for a few minutes, we're going to be. I will start a discussion on a topic I call the battles of Joshua. What is the topic? The battles of Joshua. When we the first time that statement comes to mind, the first thing that will come to our mind is, oh, the wall of Jericho. Because that was the first battle that he fought in the promised land. But before he got to the promised land, he fought some battles. And in actual fact, the first time the Bible mentioned the name of Joshua, it was in, with re reference to a particular battle. In Exodus chapter 17, Exodus chapter 17. We see Moses instructing Joshua, his minister, to go and fight the Amalekites. Because the Amalekites, we are told, came up against the children of Israel. Israel had just left Egypt. Humanly speaking, the army of Israel was a disorganized bunch. I believe you know what I mean by that. The only thing they could do was they knew how to sing. But other than that, they didn't know how to use it. If they, if, if they were given, I mean, sword to fight them, I mean, to fight their enemies, they might end up killing themselves with friendly fire. The Amalekites knew that. They knew these people that were coming out of Egypt don't really know how to fight. They've been slaves all year round, all their lives. And it was miraculously that they escaped from Egypt. Let's get them when they are sore. Let's get them when we know that they cannot fight back. But the Amalekites did not realize that the Bible says, He that keepeth Israel, neither does what? He neither slumbers nor sleep. The God of Israel is not a God of the mountain that is not in the valley. I remember that song that the choir normally sings, right? God of the mountain is the God in the valley. I know that he'll make them right. The God of the good times is the God in the bad times. God of the day is the God of the Every 
where every time God is there. And that's the mistake somebody's enemies here have made. Amen. They have made a mistake of thinking that there's a time your God is not on alert. And they have boxed themselves in. Because God will fight through for you. I said God will fight through for you. The Amalekites came against Israel thinking their army can do nothing. And look at the way God fought with Amalekites. God told Joshua, I mean Moses told Joshua, go and fight. Then the Bible says Moses went onto the mountain. And what did Moses do? He lifted up his hands. And for as long as the hands of Moses were lifted up, Moses did not, I mean, Joshua didn't know how the battle was being won. All he knew is that the enemies were lost. They were falling. They were being destroyed. Moses on the mountain and Aaron realized that when the hand of Moses came down, it's like the battle was slowing down. And so Aaron held up one hand and Hor held up another hand. And for as long as the hand of Moses were held up, Amalek was decimated. Every Amalek that is challenging the glory of God in your life, they will be destroyed in Jesus' name. The God that answers by fire will fight for you in Jesus' name. When you look at that, Exodus chapter 17 from verse 10 to verse 13, the Bible says, Joshua did as Moses had said to him, Exodus 17, 10 to 13. Joshua did as Moses said to him. He went and fought Amalek. And then we see what God did in fighting for uh, Israel for as long as the hands of Moses were lifted up. Look at verse 13. He says, And Joshua discomfited Amalek. I love that word. Joshua did what? Discomfited Amalek. Whatever it means, you will discomfit your enemies. Your enemies will be discomfited. God will discomfit your enemies. In the name of Jesus. After that battle was won, God did something very instructive. It's the first time we hear the name of Joshua. But look at what God said in verse 14. In Exodus chapter 17 verse 14. The Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of who? In the ears of who? God did not say, write it in a book and read it to Israel. He didn't say, write it in a book and read it to Caleb. He said, rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. He said, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. From that point in time, brethren, God knew that it was Joshua that would take Israel, that would lead Israel after Moses. Joshua did not know. Moses himself did not know. And so God said, if Joshua is ready for the battle, if Joshua knows what lies ahead, if Joshua cannot be discouraged, the battle will be won. And I'm giving somebody that assurance today, the battle will be won. I said the battle will be won. From that day onwards, Joshua began to learn about the God that he served. And he was with Moses and the children of Israel all through the wilderness. Then one day, tell somebody one day, day. the unthinkable happened. The man that would go to the mountain and speak with God face to face, what happened to him? He died. And God knew. God knew that the people that so much deified Moses, that if he did not take the body of Moses away, what would happen? 
Israel will not go to the promised land. They will build a tomb on where the place that Moses is buried and said, ah, this man that saw God face to face, ah, we have seen enough. We will stay here. So, even with what God did, in our world today, they still have some magic books they call the book of Moses. Is that not so? Yes. Even with what God did, that's why the Bible says that even the devil contended with the body of Moses, with the archangel. But the archangel simply said one or to him, he said, the Lord rebuke you. Everyone contending with the glory of God in your life. The Lord rebuke them this point in Jesus' name. Everyone that is saying you will not obtain your promise. The Lord rebuke them today in Jesus' name. Everyone that is questioning the king of glory in your life. The Lord rebuke them today in Jesus' name. Then Moses died. And brother Joshua was told, you are the one to lead Israel to the promised land. And brethren, it was not easy for Joshua. If you are the one, will it be easy? All through the life of Moses, God never spoke to Joshua. He was only speaking to who? Moses. Any message will come through Moses. Moses will go and tell Joshua. Even to Aaron, God spoke to Aaron through who? Through Moses. Aaron was a priest. But whenever God had a message for Aaron, it was Moses he sent. It was that first, it was Aaron that died first. And I'm showing between Brother Hor also died. And then Moses died. And the children of Israel were not yet in the promised land. Before Moses left, he said, God, who will lead these people? And God said, Moses will lead them. I mean, uh, Joshua will lead them. Joshua was called forth. Moses prayed for him in the presence of the people. But brethren, that was not enough. Because the moment Moses died, brother Joshua was afraid. True or false? He was afraid. That is why when God came to him, God had to be telling him, ah, ah, see I have told you. Have I not told you? Fear not. Be strong. Be courageous. And God said it more than once. Because unlike some of us that are very powerful, that are very strong. <laughs> Brother Joshua knew. He knew some things, brethren. He had experienced some things. Number one, the hands of Moses were no longer available to fight the Amalekites. Is that not so? When he was fighting the Amalekites, I mean, the hands of Moses were lifted up and Joshua knew that, forget it. Moses is on the mountain. This, this battle is won. These people are gone. But from that day onwards, the hands of Moses were no longer available. From that day onwards, Moses could no longer intercede for the errors of the people. Brother, remember there was, a, there was a time that God said, I will destroy these people. They are still naked people. What did Moses do? He went on his knee and said, God, if you destroy them, the Egyptians will say it's because you could not take them to the promised land. Then your name will be even spoken of. God said, let me destroy them and make a nation out of you. Many of us will jump into it. We'll say, ah, that is the glory I pray for. But Moses said, no, God. You didn't tell me to bring them to the wilderness to die. 
I did not come here to make a name for myself. I am here because of your name. And I care more about what? Your name. Moses was no longer available to intercede for Israel. Joshua knew that. And Joshua thought, <laughs> if the greatness of Moses could not give the assurance that Moses will enter the promised land, as great as Moses was, how am I going to go? You can see now that Joshua had legitimate reasons to be afraid. Is that not so? Legitimate. In fact, Joshua knew that it was because of these children of Israel that Moses did not get to the promised land. True or false? Moses got angry one day and said, Ye rebels, ye men, ye stiff necked people, shall we not bring water from you from, from the rock? God said, Speak to the rock. He struck the rock, not once, but how many times? Twice. And water gushed out. God's name was glorified. But then on that, on that day, his journey to the promised land ended. What you will do that will make God to terminate your glory, you will not do in Jesus' name. Brethren, Moses prayed. He saw the face of God. He said, Ah, God, let me to enter there. At the point, God told him, said, Speak not about this again. It is done. You are not getting there. That sin that you will see that God will, will shut the door, you will not see it in Jesus' name. Joshua needed an assurance from God. Yes, Moses had prayed for him. Moses laid hands upon him. But he still needed an assurance from God. It was like the situation of Brother Gideon in Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. From verse 11 downwards. The Bible says that the angel of God came unto Gideon. And in verse 12, he told him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. <laughs> and Gideon looked around him. Judges chapter 6 from verse 11 to 17. I'm just going to tell the story. Gideon looked around him and said, I am threshing wheat in the wine press. And you have come to make fun of me. And you say, I'm a mighty man of valor. When I'm hiding from the Midianites that are decimating my people. The angel of the Lord looked unto him and said, Go in this thy might, verse 14, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. And then there is a word of assurance there. He said, Have I not sent thee? Tell somebody, Has he not sent thee? Now tell the person, Has he not sent me? Because, brethren, on this journey to the year 2019, God has sent somebody. Who is that person? He's sending you ahead. He's sending you to... And that's why I know. We are, I don't know how many hours we have left into the new year. But I don't know if we will be for you. Amen. I know death is not your portion. Amen. I know sickness is not your portion. Amen. I know that there are still some great things God wants to do. Amen. Within the, the few hours remaining. And I know God will do it. Amen. Because he is saying, have I, not, have I not spoken? And the Bible says God is not a man that I should do what? Yeah. That I should lie. That I should lie. He gave that assurance. In verse 16 of that Judges chapter 6. The Bible says, the Lord said unto Gideon. He said, surely I will be with thee. 
Surely I will be with thee. I don't know what it is you are grappling with this morning or this afternoon. What is that situation that looks impossible unto you? Oh, maybe you are like Joshua stepping into the shoes of Moses. Maybe your place of work, they have given you, they have given you an assignment which you know personally for you is what? is impossible. But God is saying unto you this morning, Say, surely I will be with you. Amen. He says, surely have I not sent thee? Say, if the assignment does not look daunting, how will you know that it is only God that can enable you to do it? If it is something you can easily just put together by yourself and do and be happy and, and be satisfied with, with your effort, then why do you need God? God is giving you that task that is beyond your efforts. The guy that went ahead of you failed. And you are looking at him and saying, how can I succeed? But I want to tell you this morning you are going to succeed. Amen. Tell somebody you are going to succeed. Amen. Tell the person, I will, succeed. I will succeed. And you will succeed in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you will succeed in Jesus' name. Amen. So brethren, Joshua needed an assurance from the Lord. And that assurance came. Every assurance that you need, the Lord will give unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. Because for the first time in the life and ministry of Joshua, having been in the wilderness for more than 40 years, serving Moses, working for Israel, for the first time in his life, Joshua had the voice of God. Is there someone here that wants to hear the voice of God? You will hear his voice in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you will hear his voice in Jesus' name. Amen. So Moses was dead. God came unto Joshua. And God retreated for him again. In verse 2 of where the passage we read. Joshua chapter 1. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Now arise. And do what? Go over this Jordan. Isn't that wonderful? He said, let the past be the past. Now arise and go. It's time to cross the Jordan. It's time to cross into a new year. It's time to cross into a new destiny. It's time to cross into a new business. It's time to possess a new land. Remember what we said yesterday? That when the Lord says, I will shake the earth. The earth is the whole earth. But when he says, I will shake the land, he's talking of a specific location. I know God is shaking the land of Canada for somebody. Amen. God is shaking the land of Nigeria for somebody. Amen. God is shaking the country of Jamaica for somebody. Amen. And God is shaking the city of Bari for somebody. Amen. He says, go over and possess. And brethren, I can assure you, every word that came out of God at that point in time, Joshua treasured. Because that was the first time he was hearing the voice of God. God will speak to you. Amen. I said, God will speak to you. Amen. As soon as the Lord finished commissioning Joshua, Joshua was emboldened. The Bible says Joshua now went before the people. Because he had heard the voice of God. Fear disappeared. Courage came. Mm -hmm. 
strength came. He realized that the God that was with him on the field when he fought Amalek, that God that was giving directions to Moses, that God was still with him. And that God was there to lead him. He went to speak with the children of Israel. And they said, whatever you tell us, we will do. But they put in a caveat. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 16, they told him, all that thou commanded us, we will do. Whatsoever you send us, we will go. Look at verse 17. They put in a caveat in verse 17. According as we hearken unto Moses in all things, so we will hearken unto you. Only do what? In other words, if God is not with you and it was Moses, what happens? You are on your own. We are going to follow you as long as God is with you as he was with Moses. If he is not with you as he was with Moses, well, unto your tent, O Israel. But God was with Joshua. God commissioned him. When God commissioned Joshua, he won the first battle after the death of Moses. The first battle that Joshua won was that battle, that the, the battle he fought against relevance. The battle of commissioning. The battle where he was asking himself, where do I stand? Do I have anything to offer these people? Can God use me like he used Moses? I, I'm not as learned as Moses. So many things he could come and say that, will, that were hindrances and limitations. But God spoke to him. God spoke to him. And God told him a few things in that passage. God made Joshua to realize that the only thing that would limit his progress was wherever he chose not to go. Is that also? He said, wheresoever the sole of your feet shall tread, I have what? So if you choose not to go, then there's nothing to conquer. And it is not the fault of God. Is somebody with me this morning? Somebody, God is telling somebody that you must venture out. You must reach out. You must do something. He has released that glory. Your glory will shine. I said your glory will shine. He has released the glory, but it's now time for you to do what? Venture out. Reach out. Move out. For someone is taught that you need to move beyond your comfort zone. You need to do what you have not done before. Brethren, that's what Joshua had to do. And God was with him. There's no place for fear. It's only the places Joshua did not go to that Joshua did not conquer. Look at what God told Joshua. He said, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Isn't that wonderful? And God told him in verse 5, he said, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. So he had an answer for those people. The people that said, we will do everything you said. So long as God is with you, as he was with Moses. God already told Joshua before that, I mean, told that to Joshua before he went to the people. So he was assured. And God told him that, you are the one that will divide this land. Yes, Joshua, I mean, Moses brought Israel out of Egypt. But he died in the wilderness. But you, Joshua, you will divide the land to Israel. You have nothing to fear. 
you will not fall in the wilderness. I say you will not fall in the wilderness. I speak to somebody's destiny today. I say your destiny will shine. I say you will fulfill destiny. Joshua gave, and God gave that assurance to Joshua. The pastor will know very well in, 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 in uh, uh, verse 8. God assured him of prosperity and good success. God assured him of what? Prosperity, prosperity and good success. That's very important. But then there are some things that God expected of Joshua. Number one, in Joshua chapter 1 verse 6, Joshua was told, be strong and of good courage. Be strong, be courageous. Tell somebody be strong. Be, be courageous. I know we learned here some time ago that every land that has promise is first inhabited by giants. But that is so that you can claim your, your you can possess your possession. So that you can drive out the giants and possess what God has given unto you. You will drive out those giants in Jesus' name. The only thing that can prevent you from driving them out is if you are fearful. And that's what the Lord is saying. As you step into 2019, the year of his glory, be strong and be courageous. Be strong and be courageous. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 7, the Lord says, you must obey the word of the Lord. Obey what? The word. the word of the Lord. That's very important. If God will fight for you, and the day he comes to fight for you, he meets in your hands iniquity, vices, and terrible things. Instead of fighting for you, he begins to do what? He begins to fight against you. God will not fight against you. Amen. God will fight against your enemies. Amen. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 makes us to understand that you must study and meditate on the word of God day and night. You must say it. He says, this book shall not depart from where? From where? From your mouth. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You meditate on it day and night, you speak it. Brethren, the solution to all problems is in the word of God. The solution to all problems is in the mouth of God. If you allow him to speak to you, you will conquer. Amen. And you will overcome. Amen. I say you will overcome. Amen. I say you will overcome. Amen. There are times that God tells you to wait and it does not make sense. True or false? You want to bail, you want to run away and God says, wait. It's logically illogical. If that makes any sense to you. You look at the situation, it's very illogical. I reminded the story of a man, of a man whom they said, they said the man is a Christian. He's a Christian and he was an investor. He was trading in stocks. And many of us who have been following the stock market, the last uh, a couple of weeks, if you still have any, any stock on the market, I'm sure that every day you pray to God, I'm in trouble. Because the thing just went, kept on doing what? Going down, when you thought ah, it has reached the bottom, let me buy. What happens? Then to now start a new flight. <laughs> and the flight is not upwards. It's what? It's downward. People were losing money. But God told the man to invest. It's, a, it's not recent, it's long ago. To invest $10,000 in a particular company. 
And the moment he bought the shares of that company, the shares started going down. And they started going down. And down and down. And I mean, everybody, of course, you know what it means. People are bailing. But the man said, God told me to buy these shares. If God did not tell you, don't say God told you. <laughs> if God did not tell you, I mean, there used to be one big company in Canada. What's that company? Is it not there? There was a time that anybody that had stock must have the stock of Nortel. Nortel stock went as far as one round something dollars. Does it still exist? No. <laughs> From one round something dollars, it crashed till it was a penny stock. And then completely disappeared. So if God does not tell you to stay, don't stay. <laughs> but this man said, God instructed me. It was his practice. Before he buys any, buys any shares, he will pray for direction. And so he bought the shares, things kept going down, he, he left it there. And then, maybe about, I don't know how long it took, but that particular company now struck a mineral. And the fortunes of the company did what? Turned around. What happened was, God already knew the future of that company where no man knew. God already knew where the analysis was going. When the story was being shared, because of the 10,000 that that man invested, he became a millionaire. He was a major shareholder in the company. All because he listened to God. Tell somebody listening to God. As if you mean to say listening to God. When you listen to God, good things will happen to you. When you listen to God, your glory will shine. When you listen to God, like the song that I'm calling at the choir nobody sings, it will come and save you. Amen. When you listen to God, your future is assured. Amen. And as you go into that new year, every battle that you face, he will fight for you. Amen. He knows the weakness of the enemy. In fact, he knows the enemy you don't know. He will fight for you. Amen. And victory is assured. You are the one.